Hello all and welcome to the season finale of season three of the First 10 podcast. I wanted to recap some of the incredible wisdom shared by my array of guests this last season, a season where I focused on the first 10 customers for freelancers. I also want to mention a few things I'm working on that you might be interested in. First up, Subscription Club. Subscription Club is a company that I'm co-founding with Brian Kenny. Subscription Club is simple e-commerce subscription management software for your business that helps you to continue and deepen your relationship with your customers. We've been plugging away during these early days, weeks, and months, making sales, building out our software service, making improvements, and most of all, listening to our customers. One very interesting facet of being in regular touch with your customers is that you start to see the wealth of opportunity that there still is in online commerce and software as a service in general. As any business owner will tell you, problems in a new or growing business abound, and it's still surprising how many of them don't yet have simple and elegant solutions. So it's really exciting to be on my own first 10 customer journey in the world of e-commerce, and the things I'm learning and relearning as we go are feeding right back into the work I do, helping you, my listeners, build your businesses. Whether it's through my first 10 bootcamp or my one-to-one coaching with business builders, There's a really great feedback loop that's happening, and I'm glad to be able to bring you my learnings as they happen with Subscription Club over the coming seasons. As the saying goes, learn one, do one, teach one. And it's great to be back in this saddle. If Subscription Club is something you can use in your own business, of course, please do drop me a line. During this last season of the podcast, I developed and ran the first session of the Freelancer Marketing Habit. My goal was to establish a peer accountability group to help freelancers get more clients. I ran it for 30 days. And for 30 minutes each day, we met to work on marketing our freelance services. It was as simple as that. I really do believe that doing something every day to improve your marketing is a fantastic way to grow your business. And the habit of committing to it, even when it's difficult, really does pay off in spades. Check out the link in the show notes for more information and details of the next session. I'll be running it again soon, so drop me a line and we can have a chat about your marketing. I'll also be running the next cohort of the first 10 customers bootcamp soon. I've been helping people start and grow their businesses for the best part of a decade now, and I've found that this early stage of the journey can be the most uncertain, but is often the most rewarding if it's done right. The bootcamp will teach you things like identifying your ideal audience and their real problems, describing your idea in a way that those customers want to hear. We get into some marketing, add a pinch of sales technique, and of course, the art of shipping your idea to the world. You'll meet a group of like-minded business builders and learn how to understand and serve your customers with your ideas. It includes free one-to-one sessions with me, frameworks, templates I've developed and used, all the good stuff that goes into learning something new and things that you can use again and again and again. There's loads more detail about that on my website too at connormccarthy.me and just click on the work with me tab to see the different ways that you can work with me. The URL is also in the show notes to this podcast. Finally, The rest of this episode is a collection of the answers to the final question I ask all my guests on the podcast. That question is, what would you say to someone just starting out to find their first 10 customers? It's a refresher for my regular listeners, and if this is your first episode of the podcast, it's a great way to dip your toes in. It's actually a pretty great set of pointers for anyone looking for their first 10 customers. The goal of this podcast is to help business builders learn some best practice when they go looking for their first 10 customers to expose the things worth doing and the things that might be dead ends and ultimately cost time and money. We should all be recycling these days. And when it comes to understanding your customers and how you talk to them, there really is a ton of value that my guests have shared that is worth repeating here. Lastly, I want to offer a big thanks 
As I head into season four, I've been reflecting on how I really love making this podcast. It's fantastic when I hear back from you about something that struck home or an insight you had into your own business based on something a guest said. I'm very grateful for you and please do share the podcast wherever you see fit. If I could make one ask, it would be that you go to the Apple iTunes store and leave a rating and a review. It really does make a difference. All that feedback really does help make this podcast better. And my podcast editor, Bren, is making some amazing images of some of the reviews, so your review might get featured. I'll leave the links in the show notes too. So I hope you enjoyed this mega mix episode and do check out the show notes for more details on the upcoming boot camps, accountability courses, and other ways to work with me. So the last question I usually ask my guests is what practical advice would you give to someone starting out to find their first 10 customers? Keep it simple. (laughs) Stop looking for all of these like fancy magic marketing and branding and sales strategies and just go back to basics. What does your client need? Like what are they struggling with? How can you help them? And how can you make that entire process just as easy as possible? That is kind of it. Like, honestly, I, and I gave you the, the resource. Like, I did not have a website for my first 12 months as a copywriter and I was booked out. And like, yes, I had that advantage. Like, I was in a group where I was getting referrals, which is great, but I still had to win those referrals against people without, you know, without a web. I, I didn't have the website. They had websites. They were on social media. I was doing nothing, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get testimonials. I'm going to put together a portfolio of my work and I'm just going to get straight to the point. I'm just going to send them the email. I'm going to call them <laughs> and we're going to do this as quickly as possible because that's what they want. They want the copywriting as quickly as possible and done well. And that was my entire hmm. focus for the first 12 months. Um, so I would say if you're in that stage of needing your first 10 clients, just the simpler, the better. <laughs> oh, I love that. You don't need more people. You need a few of the right people. And the right people are not going to be, are not going to trip over you in your social media campaigns and, uh, you know, wherever else you're screaming into the void, you know, on the online. If you will be focused, clear, brave, and disciplined and reach out directly to people already, you know, in your sphere of connection, in your sphere of influence, in your, um, and have, again, just honest, direct, relevant, personal conversations with people uh, where you can demonstrate your skill, demonstrate your expertise, um, demonstrate and, and act generously you will get that in return. I, you, I mean, if it, I do my brand marketing on social media, just like anybody else, I spend all of 10 minutes there because I am not going to earn any new clients on social media. Instead, I take really, really, really good care of the 650 or so people on my email list and the clientele that I have and and have had uh and when i need new clients i all i need to do is pick up the phone and say hey i have two openings i'm looking for a client that's is just as dynamite as you were do you know anybody that would i would benefit from colliding with me 
um, I welcome a chance to have a 15 minute call to see if, if there's a there there and we can then decide if there's a, a better fit. Sometimes those clients say, Oh yes, you, Scott Perry. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I actually need to get with you again. Um, and other times I say, you know, I'm good right now, but I do actually have a couple of friends that would be perfect for you. Um, and it's so much more just fulfilling and you know then spinning endless cycles on social media or even worse facebook ads uh you know trying to get the word out you know you don't so that just you know but it, that is a challenge at every stage of the freelancer's journey because it is terrifying to stand up and see and speak up and be heard and say this is who i am this is what i do and I want to do it with someone just like you. I actually write a list of all the people I want to coach. And I just, I've, I just continue to have conversations with them and the people around them. Um, and I let them know I've got a list of 10 people. <laughs> You're on, You're on list. the list. <laughs> um, and it, you know, if it doesn't happen, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, you know, I still want to be connected. I still want to have a conversation. Um, but I'm just letting you know, I, I, this is a very short list and you're on it. So if you, if, if not you, then, then who do you know that, that that's like you, that that's ready to do this. And that being that intentional has just made all the difference. Start with the people you already know. We've already talked about it, but start with your advocates. And even if they become a client themselves, it's because they advocated to themselves that they should hire you. So always, 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 Start with people who you already know and like or who already know, like, and trust you because somebody has to know you exist, like you, and trust that you can get the job done if they're going to hire you. And so you might as well start with people where that is already already true, then start from zero with somebody and build a relationship from scratch. Chances are there are people in your life who uh, you could have a conversation with, and even if it's not them who hires you, they can become a great source of referrals, a great advocate for you. And if they swim in the same pond as your potential clients, it's better just to make sure that they know that you're freelancing, that you're coaching, you're consulting, whatever you're doing. They need to know what you do and who you help so they can effectively advocate for you when they have the opportunity. That is a great place to wrap up. Jay, thank you so much for imparting all that hard-earned wisdom. I have loads of show notes to include, and I do recommend people check those out. A lot of them will be putting back to your website, jklaus.com. Yeah, thank you very Is there anything else you'd like to add? Any other places you want people to check you out? Nope, easy to find. jklaus.com is a great place to start or at jklaus on pretty much every social media platform. Don't feel like you need to quit your job to start a freelance career because I feel like that gets romanticized and talked about far too much. And I think about the six months almost that I worked with Jen on the side of working a full-time job was so profoundly helpful because it wasn't the pressure of having to make it my career or pay the bills. And so I had the luxury of being able to say, I won't charge Jan, I'll learn from the experience. So I think that in particular. And other advice, I think I would say, figure out a way or try and think about a way to serve folks through word of mouth and that the first the first 10 in particular, I think they're probably closer to you than you realize. 
And this, in my experience, goes hand in hand with something like social media where you think you need thousands of followers because there's there's more chance of getting the 10. But I actually think if you look at the inner circle, like for me, it was Jen who helped me get so-and-so who helped me get this person who helped me get that person before I even looked beyond that little tiny network that I had. So I think like, think, I don't know what the actual nugget of advice is other than like, look closer to your inner circle than you may think for those first few. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Coming, coming from a pro, come from an expert, that makes a lot of sense. It, you know, it's not, it's, it's something that quite a few people have said because I think starting out as a freelancer, yeah, you need to, like, where do you go? This, you know, what do I do? But literally just mm. sometimes I've, I've, I've coached people and I said, right, take out your phone and we're just going to go through your phone. And it's amazing. You could get like 10 or 15 names where you're like, I would, I would happily call that person to talk exactly. to them about my new business or to see if they know someone who needs my new business. It's like, it can be that easy. Yeah. And I think that last point is really important is the ten, these, these people that you identify don't have to be the customer per se, mm. but they might know someone who could be the customer. So I think yeah. that's a, yeah, yeah. totally. That, I love that. Like pull out your phone and just look through your contacts. There's probably 10 yeah. people in there that would be willing to help you. Yes. Yeah. And, and another way to say that is who, you know, who would be more than happy to help me? There's mm. who would be my customer to your point, And then also, yeah. but who would be more than happy to help me find those customers? Mm. Yeah. Really yeah. interesting. If you're starting out, one of the things that's really hard when you're shifting into sales gear for the first time is recognizing that like talking about what you do is not annoying to the market. And um, like getting that comfort with I'm in business, I have to sell things. That's part of my lifeblood. It's not sleazy, right? Like there are ways that you can do it that are extremely generous when you find the right people and that this process is iterative. So the first few times you do it, it's going to be weird, but get in front of as many people as you can and make a fool of yourself. That's the only way. (laughs) (laughs) She says the big smile on her face. She's like, oh, the amount of times I've made a fool of myself, but it's, it's working. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's the, yeah, it's the other side. Eventually, you find your people. Yeah. You really do. I had a friend. Wait, I have to show. Yeah. This. I have a friend who um, I called her up because you know it's pandemic right now. When this airs, it'll maybe still be pandemic. And um, I saw someone on the street, and I like went up and was like, "Hey, you have a kid. I have a kid. We should be friends." You know, and I was like, I was very weird. I was very weird. And I told my friend, I was like, "Ugh, I think I was like." not that was inappropriate and my friend goes no it's the perfect filter it's just like sales if they don't like your weirdness up front then they don't want to do business with you like just yeah. like way to cut your losses yeah exactly way to <laughs> way to immediately match make it's just like this for you this for you yeah okay let's go <laughs> what is the main piece of advice you would give to someone who's just starting out to find their first 10 customers i mean there's so many Connor, that it could be <laughs> but i think it's um probably just coach right it's like just coach a lot of people um but it's not quite that so it's like let me it's maybe two it's coach and then it's it's like know how you're going to talk about your work so one of the things i learned from um a coach that i thought i was talking to about him becoming my coach uh, and I don't know if he didn't think that, or it was like a blind date where he like turn, you turn up and they see you and they leave. <laughs> but we had this long coffee for like 90 minutes. And he, at no point, I thought I'd been really explicit contacting him. At no point in that did he talk to me or reference that we might work together. Hmm. And I just decided I would never, I made sure I would never do that again to anyone because it was just a weird thing and it's bad for business. Yeah. Um, so it's just like always 
always have the way mm. for people to work with you. Mm. So, so it's like, in fact, even in some of those invitations that I talked about, um, you could you could be honest, right? At the start of the one where you've said you, it's not about sales. You could, if you if you want to, you can caveat that at the start by saying, "Look, this is not about sales. I'm not trying to create, you know, make you work with me. But I do have a deal with myself where if I spend time with someone who I know or I really, really, fully, 100 percent believe I could help, I'll tell them that. Mm. So you know that's not why we're here. But I you know I want to warn you that so it doesn't feel weird when I, if I do it later on. So you can even create the conditions to do that. So it's like coach and coach a lot of people because that's how you'll learn everything about how to describe your work, about how you want to work, all that kind of thing. Um, better to have some clients paying you 30 quid a go than to have no clients. Um, and like make it possible for people to work with you. Give them the chance to say yes. Uh, and, you know, if we had another hour, we could talk about how that might, um, you know, how that might, how we might do that. But I think that in some way having that, having that thought in mind is, is really important. Well, I can only, I can only speak from my personal experience, but I would say leverage your network. I think when I started freelancing, there weren't all these, you know, gig platforms. Uh, There was not a lot online available for freelancers, especially in terms of finding new jobs. So I didn't really have a choice but to leverage my own personal network. In fact, there was one summer where my friends and I went door to door, like old, old time, like, so <laughs> yeah. like literally, literally walking into businesses and saying, Hey, we do websites. Do you need one? Wow. And uh, that did not work. I would not recommend <laughs> that. Um, but we did it. And, and it was just that kind of work. It was just um, making sure that you are being kind to people and meeting people everywhere you go and letting those people know what you do. Like no matter where you go, if you go to like a birthday party or any kind of, any kind of event, I know that's been tougher recently, but um, any kind of event where you're, where you're around other people, trying to, um, you know, work into the conversation, like just letting people know what you do. And, and you'd be surprised how far that really goes. Um, letting people know what you do and asking, asking even, potentially for work. Uh, the, my first 10 clients were just sort of word of mouth. Um, because even if that person you're talking to doesn't need your service directly, they may know someone who does. So your, your first client could be just one connection away from the people that you're actually talking to. So I, you know, that, that worked really well for me just starting out of, you know, I think everyone nowadays, they want to jump on these job board websites. And I think there's a lot of missed opportunity with, with personal networks. So I would say just try to like communicate with the people that are around you and, and see what happens. I think there's, there's a lot of opportunity. It gets easier. It sounds like an anti-bullying campaign, but (laughs) definitely that. And two, I think one of the things that I find grievance with in general, in the space of entrepreneurial education these days are sort of the hacks and the shortcuts that everyone thinks there's a shorter, faster way to get there. And if I just get someone's 12 step program, I'm going to figure it out. Unfortunately, that's just not really true that it takes the iterative process. It takes a lot of what we talked about today. And that at the end of the day, it's just for a season. It's not forever. And it gets, like I said, so much easier. And so do not sleep on your relationships. Do not sleep on the fact that you already have vested trust from people who know you, regardless of if it's in this work or not, because this is new and let that be your springboard. First 10 customers, start, start sharing what you're doing. Start sharing what you know straight away. Tell, tell, tell everyone that you know what skills you've got. Tell them what you're working on. 
do it locally, you know, with your friends and family. You never know where you might find a client. Do it on social media. Do it on your personal website. Just share and document everything. Hmm. And it's like, a, it's just an opportunity magnet, basically, that, that works for you while you sleep. Thank you.